Good morning and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. You just stole my line. I did? You did. That's okay. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. This is Pastor Michael coming to you live and in person from the mezzanine, um, along with uh, some friends up here. Thank you for, for joining us on this uh well, it's a really pretty looking day um, if you stick to looking at the trees. Um, we have a couple of announcements for you. I have two real quick that I'm going to throw in to start with. Uh, next week, we will be having communion. Uh, that was due to an error on pastor's part. Uh, that's why we're not doing it this week. So next week, make sure to bring your own Jesus. Um, and next week, we will also have the noisy coin collection. Uh, so if you want to bring your noisy coins, um, we will have that uh, when you drive, pull through to get your bulletin and stuff. And now I'm going to hand it back to, to Nancy. Okay, we have some announcements this morning. Um, we have a nice thank you, a very special thank you to all the ladies who baked the cookies and sent us a tray. They are wonderful. What a very special treat. A very Merry Christmas to all of you, Richard and Marion Saylor. And um, the building will be closed until further notice. Volunteers will be checking the messages and email regularly. There's a call out for help. Um, if you are willing to help pass out bulletins and collect offering on Sunday morning, please let Linda or Sheila know. They'd like to create a rotation system of volunteers. And don't forget, Bush's Cash for Education Rewards Program, you have to renew it. If you haven't already done it, you have to renew it for 2021 and select, select your rewards recipients. If you can't do it and if you have any questions, please contact Lisa Brooks at 517-918-6874. And as you well know, we, we gain a lot of money from Bush's through this. And they want you to change your email address from the oldfrontier.com email to the new ones listed in your bulletin. It is that time of year again that we need to prepare in case Sunday's worship service needs to be canceled. Cancellations will be announced on WLEN 103.9 FM and W4 Country 102.9 FM our Facebook page, and our web page, www.clintonunitedmethodist.org. And that's all the announcements I have this morning. I have one. Okay. okay. Uh, several people have been asking about my veteran and his family. They have gotten their children back, mm -hmm. so uh, that is a great blessing. That's a, a, a huge stress off of them. Now, and they did get uh, food stamps, so that is helping, but with two extra mouths to feed, and they don't have their wick back yet, you know, they still need help with groceries, so thank you, Phyllis. And I got one announcement as well. Uh, next week after church for all the trustees, we're gonna have a meeting, so uh, after worship next Sunday for the trustees, we're having a meeting. And I guess that's all. If you'll join me in the call to worship, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. In you we come home 
to rest, to wrestle, to love, to be loved, we dwell in you. Before the mountains were born, before you delivered the whole world from everlasting past to everlasting future, you are God. In, In you, you we, we are, are home. home. We dream, we flourish, we fade, we, we rejoice, we dwell in you. Our opening hymn this morning is Good Christian Friends Rejoice, found on page 224 in your hymnals. should join together for this. Loving God, you are not, not only welcome, welcome us, you receive us into yourself. yourself. Give us courage to be so open to others, to let them become so dear to us that we might share not only your gospel, but also our lives through Christ, who makes room for us all. Amen. And your second prayer is, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear, found on page 218 in your hymnal.
would please join together with me in our prayer of illumination. Lord Jesus, your understanding of scripture astonished and humbled all around you. Send your spirit to illumine this word that our understanding and wisdom may be increased. Amen. The first scripture reading today is Leviticus 19, verses 9 through 18. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall not strip your vineyard bare or gather the fallen grapes of your vineyard. You shall leave them for the poor and the alien. I am the Lord your God. You shall not steal, you shall not deal falsely, and you shall not lie to one another, and you shall not swear falsely by my name, profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud your neighbor, you shall not steal, and you shall not keep for yourself the wages of a laborer until morning. You shall not revile the deaf or put a stumbling block before the blind you shall fear your god i am the lord you shall not render an unjust judgment you shall not be partial to the poor or defer to the great with justice you shall judge your neighbor you shall not go around as a slanderer among your people and you shall not profit by the blood of your neighbor i am the lord you shall not hate in your heart any one of your kin. You shall reprove your neighbor, or you will incur guilt yourself. You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord, the word of God for the people of God. And you say, Thanks be to God. Trusting in God's providence, we share not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. God's tithes and offerings will now be received.
If you would join us now in the doxology. God, we offer these gifts to you. May your favor be upon them and prosper the labor of our hands, that your glorious power may be manifest to all through Christ our Lord. Amen. I invite you now to a time and an attitude of prayer. Um, we have some prayer requests, as you can see in the bulletin. Uh, we are continuing to lift up uh, Laylee Broussard in the graduating class of 2021. Uh, this is not the senior year that they have been anticipating. Um, they missed out on a lot of experiences and things that most seniors have the opportunity to participate in. And then with looking forward towards their future, there's been delayed information, not as many opportunities to go visit schools or other uh, options that they may want to pursue. So we're asking that you please keep them all in your prayers, that God may guide them moving forward in their journey on the path that he would have them take. We have prayers for Carolyn Knight, whose son Mike passed away. We have prayers for Teresa Cooley, Melissa Morgan's sister, passed away um, back on the 20th. Uh, we have prayers of, of joy for Leroy and Georgia Pfeiffer. Their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren are all recovering and doing well. If you remember, they had all tested positive for COVID. We have continued prayers for the Tecumseh Police Department and the family of Darren Briggs, who was killed in a tree-cutting accident. He was a sergeant with the police department, and he will be sorely missed. Uh, we also do have uh, other prayers of thanksgiving. Luann's cousin, Gary Mueller, is out of ICU and doing better, but he is still very weak and tired. Um, so we continue to pray for his uh, healing and recovery. Holy God, it is a new year. We have days and weeks and months ahead of us that are full of potential and possibility. We thank you for the newness of this year. We also recognize that just because it is a new year, it is not like hitting a reset button. The struggles and challenges of the past year are still with us in many cases. And we pray that you continue to walk alongside us and guide us as we enter into 
2021. God, we lift up prayers of thanksgiving for the many blessings you bestow upon us. We lift up prayers of gratitude for all of those who are working in the healthcare and healing areas for all that they do. We are thankful for their sacrifice of their time and energy, and in some cases, their own well-being. We are grateful to our doctors and nurses and surgeons and lab technicians and research scientists and so, so many others who are trying to help us heal, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally. God, we also lift up those in need of that healing. We lift up those who are fighting this virus, those who are battling cancer, those who are struggling with other illnesses or injuries. We lift up the mourning who are struggling with the loss of those that they loved, especially during this time when our grieving is harder to do alone or at least not with the people that we might want around us. We lift up prayers again of thanks for those who work so hard to keep us safe in this world. From our servicemen and women who serve in the military, to our police and firefighters and our first responders and so many others. God, again, we are thankful for their time, their energy, and in many cases, again, their willingness to put their life on the line that we might be safe. We ask that you guide them in all that they do in their words and their actions. And for those who are far away from home, we pray that we might see conflict end and that they might be able to return home soon to those who love them and miss them so much. God, we also today pray for our nation and every nation in this world. We pray for the leaders of our nations. We pray for the citizens of our nations. Because God, it has been a rough year. And now, maybe more than ever, we need to remember that we are not alone in this world. That you walk beside us, but also that our other brothers and sisters in Christ, your beloved children, walk beside us. Help us to work together towards the betterment for all humanity, not just a select few. Help us to work towards peace, towards love, Help us to see each other as you see us as your children, worthy of love and mercy and grace and of being. Help us to find ways to move forward together. Help us to not fall to the temptation of finding the things that we think make us so different from one another, the things that we think either make us better or worse or different from each other. 
Because the truth is, we're not, we're not that different. We were all created in your image. We are all your beloved children. Help us to see that so that we may work together in this new year full of potential and possibility. Help us to make it better than the last. In your name we pray. Amen. Now is the time for our youth moment, and I know I got a couple of you guys out there. Um, we can't come inside uh, for Sunday school and stuff right, just yet, but hopefully we're getting closer to that time starting again. And I appreciate you guys still coming out and, and listening to me babble on. I promise, I promise, I promise I will make up for the lack of suckers for the last couple months. We will, I'll come up with something really awesome for you guys that hopefully won't make your parents want to uh, smack me. But I want to talk to you today about something that is really important, and it's love. And love can be important in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, we, we love our parents and our grandparents and our family, um, and that's a different that love's a little bit different than, say, between uh, two people who are in a relationship or are married. Um, and that, too, is a little bit different than the love that God has for us. But it's all love. And when we do things out of love for each other, that's when we really get to see the Holy Spirit shine in the world. And that can be simple stuff like, holding a door open or helping, you know, bring the groceries in or, you know, making sure you get your homework done. Um, there's lots of different ways that we can show our love for each other. And I hope that as you guys continue to go through this new year and hopefully get back to school and just get back to getting to be kids. I hope that you carry that love with you and know that no matter where you go, no matter what you do, not only are there people who love you, like your family and your church family here, but that God will always love you. And you can never escape from God's love. And that's a good thing. So I need your help. I need you to help me lead the congregation in the Lord's Prayer. <coughs> so if you could repeat after me. Our Father, Our Father who, art in heaven, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy, name. thy kingdom come. Thy, kingdom come. thy, will, be done. thy will be done. On earth, on earth as, it is in heaven. as it is in heaven. Give us this day. Give, give us, us this day our daily bread, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those, as we forgive those who trespass against us, who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, 
For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the power, and the glory forever, and the glory forever. Amen. Beloved children of God, our spirits are like new grass. At the dawn they spring up fresh, but by sunset they dry up and wither, blown away in spiritual death. Let us now confess our frailty before our merciful God. If you would please join me aloud in our prayer of confession. Lord, we confess we do not live as those worthy to be entrusted with the good news of your grace. We relate to others callously as though we do not trust that gospel ourselves. We seek to please and manipulate, using flattery to gain praise and distinction. We use condensation as a mask to cover insecurity or a need for power. Our motives are mixed, impure. Lord, reassure and cleanse us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession. Beloved ones, believe again the gospel that in Christ we are accepted as we are. Believe that we are forgiven, loved with the delight of a nursing mother cherishing her child. Believe that we are the church, the body of Christ, called to love one another as gentle children of God. Amen. And now can we all join together in the affirmation of faith? The Apostles' Creed Ecumenical Version, found on page 882 of your hymnal. I believe, believe in, in God, God, the Father, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, Christ his, his only Son, Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was, was crucified, died, died and, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The second scripture reading today is Mark 12, verses 28 through 34. The first commandment. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> there, 
There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said, <coughs> excuse me, you have truly said that he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. The gospel of the Lord, and you say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The next hymn is found on page 220 in your hymnals, Angels from Realms of Glory. Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. This section is titled, The Greatest Commandment. 
When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandments in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the gospel of the Lord. And you say, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. If you'd please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of love, we know that you walk with us throughout this journey. We also know that your capacity to love far outweighs our capacity to love you or each other. But we also know that with you all things are possible and that through you, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit we can love far beyond what even we believe we are capable. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, congratulations, everybody. Humanity, along with a couple other species, it seems, have survived the strange year of 2020. And we are now on the other side of some remarkably interesting history. I am hopeful that as time goes on, we will be able to look back at this year and learn from it and maybe even find a few moments of joy and humor. But I don't wish to continue to dwell on the challenges and difficulties of the last 365 days, or at least not as the primary focus for us these next few weeks. Instead, I want us to focus more on looking forward into this new year, this blank canvas full of potential and possibility. And while there is still a long road ahead for us in getting back to what we might consider normal life, I thought it might be good for us to engage in a long-time tradition to help us look or put us on that path towards normalcy. So for these four next four weeks, we're going to be following a new sermon series I've written called New Year's Resolutions. At the beginning of a new year, as many of you know, people will often create their resolutions or plans and promises of what they will do new or different in this coming year, from eating healthier to trying a new hobby, to quitting an unhealthy habit, to traveling more, and all all kinds of other myriads of things. But New Year's resolutions are actually not that new of a tradition or practice. In fact, research shows that the ancient Babylonians were likely the first or first known people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. They also believed to have been the first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. During a religious festival known as a Kitu, or something like that, the Babylonians would crown a new king or reaffirm their loyalty to the reigning king. 
They would also make promises to the gods to pay their debts and return any objects that they may have borrowed during the past year. In the opinions of many, these promises could be considered the forerunners of our New Year's resolutions. And it is thought that the belief was if the Babylonians kept their word, their pagan gods would then bestow favor on them for the coming year. However, if they failed to keep their promises, they would fall out of favor with their gods. And similar practices would carry on all the way through history up to now. In 1740, our own Reverend John Wesley created the Covenant Renewal Services that is often held on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. The service is also known as a watch night service and it includes readings from scripture and hymn singing. It served as a spiritual alternative to the loud and rambunctious celebrations that most people held to celebrate the coming of the new year. Now, in years past, I remember making New Year's resolutions for myself, like eating better, exercising more, that kind of thing. And while I've made some progress, but not nearly what I wanted, I suppose, but that's probably true for most people, I would imagine. We make these resolutions with the best of intentions to make ourselves better, to make the world better. And hopefully, even if we are not able to reach the highest marks of those goals, we're at least able to make things a little bit better along the way. So when looking for things for New Year's resolutions, what inspiration might we find in Scripture? I have chosen four primary resolutions that I believe are worthy of our efforts to follow as best we can. And not just for the coming year, but hopefully for the eternity of our time in this life. Each of these four resolutions will look at different aspects of faith, life, and the teachings of Jesus and some of the other prophets and apostles. This first week, we're going to look at what has been called the greatest commandments. Now, we heard in our last two readings from the Gospel of Mark and the Gospel of Matthew, respectively, about the greatest commandments. The Gospel of Luke, in chapter 10, verses 25 through 28, and in the Gospel of John, in chapter 13, verses 31 through 35, they also make reference to the greatest commandments. Given that all four Gospels make reference to these commandments, I think it's pretty safe to say that they might make good candidates for our first New Year's resolutions. Now, just as a quick reminder, these greatest commandments are as outlined by Matthew's Gospel. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Matthew also adds that Jesus said, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now that last line goes along really well with Mark's writing. This is much more important than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Luke doesn't offer the same kind of ending comments, though, that would align with these two, but the dialogue is much different in Luke, and it's more discussion focused on the inheriting of eternal life. But what is interesting is that only John's gospel 
calls the second commandment to love our neighbors as a new commandment. Mark doesn't make any indication of newness and almost seems to point to this being existing information, as it says, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, which to me indicates that the scribe who answered him had read it somewhere, perhaps, or at least had been told it before. Because in Mark, it's not Jesus who offers the answer, but rather the scribe. In Matthew, Jesus gives the response of these two commandments as he does in Luke's gospel, too. So just might where someone else, other than Jesus, who we assume would know all the answers to these kinds of questions, where might someone else have gained this information, this knowledge, these answers? Well, if you remember our reading from Leviticus, verse 18 says, You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So even as far back as the time of Moses, it seems to be understood that we are supposed to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And ever since then, I would argue that we, as humans, have struggled at times with doing that. I'm not saying we haven't done it at all, just that because we're human and we're imperfect, we sometimes stumble in our efforts to love our neighbors. From things like war to genocide and other atrocities, we sometimes are not able to really love our neighbors as ourselves. Even this past year, we saw some rather harsh examples of when we failed to love our neighbors as ourselves. But we also saw some really great examples of when we loved our neighbors as ourselves. As I mentioned back during Advent and Christmas, we have seen an outpouring of love towards our neighbors through financial support of those who have lost their jobs or seen a significant decrease in their hours and wages. The restaurant industry has been hit incredibly hard, but there have been many people who have stepped up to help in whatever way they can. We have seen great sacrifice by healthcare workers and retail workers that to me are the surest signs of loving our neighbors. Now, yeah, in a lot of cases, their tireless efforts are also driven by the need for income for their own survival. But I believe it still takes a great willingness to do the work in long hours that is at some level also driven by love of neighbor and love of God. But I also believe that there's still more that we can and need to do. I believe we need to continue in our efforts of loving our neighbors. And that can mean many different things to many different people. To me, Part of it means following the health guidelines from our health departments so we don't further spread the COVID-19 virus. To me, it also means showing everyone a little bit of extra mercy and patience and grace. To me, it means listening to other people who may disagree with you about stuff. And I'm not saying that you need to change your views, but we must be willing to listen 
to one another, to be able to move forward together. Now more than ever, probably ever before, I believe that we need to cling to the common ground that we can find between ourselves and we need to work towards making things better for everyone. We have seen way too much greed, way too much hatred, way too much selfishness this last year. As the human race, I believe that we can no longer allow ourselves to traverse down those dark paths and must instead turn back towards the two greatest commandments to love God and love our neighbors. Those must, absolutely must, be at the core of our daily lives and our mission in the world. In Mark, Jesus says to the scribe who answered him correctly about the two commandments that you are not far from the kingdom of God. What a lovely and beautiful thought. To be near the kingdom of God, is that not something we all want? To be nearer to God, nearer to paradise, nearer to a reality with no suffering or pain. And what I believe that Jesus meant in saying this is that for us, for humanity to be closer to the kingdom of God, we must follow these commandments. We must work to the absolute best of our abilities to love each other. And I know that that is really hard sometimes. I know it can seem impossible. How many of you are suffering from cabin fever and need a break from the people that you see every single day? The same people, though, that you love more than anything in this world. How do we love the people who say things that hurt us? How do we love the people who are doing things that seem so hateful and cruel to us? How do we love the people who don't seem to love us back? Can we love them? Is it possible? Can we really put all the hurt and pain aside and truly, honestly still love these people? Well, if we really want to be closer to the kingdom of God, then we must. We need to find ways to still love each other. That also means we must forgive each other. And we all know how hard forgiving someone else can be. Forgiving someone we love, who we trusted, who then betrayed that trust and caused us so much pain and suffering, it often feels impossible. But I assure you, with God, nothing is impossible. With God, we can and will be able to love each other. From the greatest to the least, however you might understand those terms, we were created in love and for love. Despite the awful things we do sometimes because we have free will, despite our failings and our fallings, we were made in love. And we are offered salvation because of love. 
For God so loved the world that he sent his only son so that all who believed in him might be saved. I believe that at our very core, the very center of our being, we are made with love and made to love. And I suppose I believe that not because I necessarily choose to, but because I can't fathom the alternative. So this year, I am choosing as my first New Year's resolution to love God and love my neighbor. Not that I don't think I was doing those things before, but rather I'm making a new commitment to do these things. I'm going to work harder than I ever have and love God and love neighbor. And because I believe we were made in love and to love, I believe that God will walk with me in that journey and help me in achieving that goal. And I believe he will do the same for all of you. Amen. If you would join us in our closing song, number 238, Angels We Have Heard on High.
Beloved family of God, be gracious and kind to all with both the gentle acceptance of a child and the wise maturity of a compassionate mother. May the Lord bless you and lay loving hands upon you that you may be strengthened to continue to walk in the faith that others have passed on to you to move ahead into the promised land. Amen. Amen. Amen.